welcome back to another episode of C-Suite Tea, and we have a fun topic today. I'm Kristen. I'm Sharon. Welcome back. Welcome back. And uh, we're having really a a fun time with this podcast because we're talking about things that are relevant and interesting. And uh, today we're talking about something kind of spicy. Spicy. We're talking about love in the workplace. Yeah. Is it good? Or is yeah. it not? Workplace affairs. And I think the word affair uh, has a connotation of extramarital, but that doesn't always mean the case. Affair right. is it could be a love affair. Right, exactly. It could be an emotional affair. Mm, There's so many different things that happen in the workplace, Sharon. And as we were saying on one of our last episodes, the average person spends 90,000 hours yes. at work. So <laughs> it's really no surprise. And in doing research for this for this episode, it's funny because you'd think when you're working with somebody, you you know, obviously there's that connection anyway because you have like-minded um, people. Yeah, people in, in the same room. At yeah, so long time of a day, you know. Exactly. Listen, it's uh, it's since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. I think this has been a thing, <laughs> right? And so, I mean, if you think about it. I mean, in the olden days, back in my parents' day, it was very common for the boss to have an affair with the secretary oh, yeah. and the secretary gets married to the boss. You know what I mean? That was kind of like this, the average, the right, norm. Right, exactly. Having it, an affair with the secretary. And, you know, and then I think the Me Too era came exactly, around. Exactly, exactly. That was the Mad Men era. We'll call that the Mad Men era. Right, right. And then the Me Too era came around and... A lot of things changed. A lot of things were brought to light about, you know, um, harassment and protection and making sure people are safe and mm-hmm. and, and making sure it's consensual and exactly. all of, you know, all of these things that. And so with the pendulum kind of swung to the other extreme, which was like no, no workplace interaction. Right. And now I think we're in a in a place where, you know, there's so much remote work. Oh, so, you know. It- Listen, uh, we've heard some of the Zoom stories. Right. About what people do on Zooms. I, I'm like. Geez, people, turn that camera off or like pull yourself together. It's crazy. I mean, uh, so anyway, but I think it's not a new thing. But what's interesting is um, I was I just did a little search as to some of the most popular workplace affairs. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Uh, Well, I think the most famous one is Bill and Monica. Oh. Right. I mean, we don't think of that as a workplace affair because it was the president and his uh, intern. Yeah. But I mean, what other, you know, more high profile workplace than the White House? Wow. That's so true. Right. And we know how that ended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But it just goes to show that there's no ceiling. I mean, no matter how powerful or, you know, how how um, smart you are people fall into that love and passion kind of a little hole there. So, um, uh, so Bill and Monica was a big one. Um, I always think of Mr. And Mrs. Smith, which is Brangelina. Oh yes. You know, yes. Like Brad Pitt and Angelina, yes. they fell in love on that movie. You can watch it happen when you watch that movie. Right. Wow. Look at you. What? <laughs> that's so true. You right. Didn't think of that. That's yeah. Work. That's a good that's one. Um, most recently is TJ Holmes and Amy Robach from Good Morning America. Yes, yes. You know, and that was uh, both of them married to other people and, um, you know, were ended up being let go from Good Morning right. America because they were distracting. But now I hear they're going to get their own talk show. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Sure. I mean, why not? You've got Kelly and her husband, Mark yeah. Consuelos, yeah. doing their own show. So uh, 
I, I think, you know, sometimes it's America would want to, half of America would probably want to tune in and half Absolutely. of America won't, right? Exactly. Um, but I think uh, when you Google it though, it was interesting. I mean, I looked, there were every, every company name you can almost think of mm-hmm. had very high profile workplace affairs, not always extramarital, right. but uh, it was Walmart. It was executives at Walmart and Boeing and ESPN. Wow. And again, almost pretty much every politician. Sure, sure. <laughs> Every politician is wrapped up in some kind of scandal uh, or something like that. So um, listen, it's affairs of the heart. And again, when you spend so much time with people, this is, you know, it's a common thing. And sometimes, and and we were looking into some of the, you know, HR and protocols of it, uh, trying to prepare for this podcast. Is it something you should or shouldn't do? And it's really still a gray area. It's still a gray area. And they say, you know, you and I were talking even offline about it and, when you have a policy, then you're held to that policy, right? Right. So Sometimes having a policy actually becomes more of a liability for a company right. than not having a policy because then you have a policy that you're not adhering to. Exactly. Exactly. And you're you're not protecting yourself as the as the COO and CEO right. of that organization. And I, I actually looked and they said, you know, as an organization, you can try to ban workplace affairs, mm-hmm. but um, you'll probably also be infringing on the Human Rights Act. Wow. <laughs> if you do that. Yes. They were like, you put yourself at risk for that. Well, and you think about it, you just named a ton of um, companies and things like that, but even hospitals, doctors. Oh, doctors and nurses. I mean, they're, you know. Or Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was so true, but that's true. It happens. I know a few PAs and people that, you know, work in hospitals. Oh, teachers. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody working these long hours, you know. Um, And so here's how this is we were kind of talking about how it used to be. And then, you know, there was this generation of kind of this me too situation. And now, and you're seeing that and actually how generations yes. feel about love in the workplace. Yes, exactly. So here's, here's a couple of statistics for you, Sharon, from the deal breaker biz website. Um, so first of all, uh, they said 87% of all wall street affairs are with a coworker. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but, um, the generations are viewing love in the workplace differently. And, and here, according to the society for human resources Mm -hmm. management, okay. Um, one third of Gen Z, Mm -hmm. our youngest generation think that it's okay. Yeah. Love in the workplace. They're like, what's the big deal? It's funny. I have the same sort of stats here for you. Oh, really? From the same Oh, you got the same ones? Yeah. No, well, not like that. Go ahead. All right. Well, so I'll finish mine and then we'll see how they compare to yeah. yours. So I think that was interesting that Gen Z said yes. The, the second largest um, acceptance generation is Gen X, mm-hmm. which was, you know, my generation, which I, again, I'm like, I don't understand why this is a big deal. Right. Everybody right. does this. And right. I grew up with people doing uh, 27% of Gen X thinks it's, think it's okay. Uh, 23% of boomers, which I'm like, come on, boomers, you started this yes, trend. Exactly. I don't know what you're, you're talking about. <laughs> um, and only 15% of millennials That's think that so love in the work is the lowest. And I think, again, it's that they were raised maybe during that yes. Me Too era. And so they're much less acceptance of it. Um, you know, those millennials, sometimes I feel like they ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm surrounded yeah, by them, exactly. Teasing. We are always surrounded by them. It's so funny. It is true. I think that you know it is a generational thing. Um, but it's you said it earlier. It's going to happen, no matter what. 
So what do your stats so say? I, I use the same source, which okay. is Society of Human Resource Management. Um, they did a survey and they asked, you know, how common is a workplace romance? And one out of four, 24% of the employees reported that they have been or are currently involved in a workplace romance. 43% of HR professionals reported current incidences of workplace romance in their own organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, do organizations have a policy that address this workplace romance? Overall, more than one half, 54% of organizations do not have a written or verbal policy. Um, however, it's an increasing number of organizations at 42% indicated having a written policy or a verbal policy compared with what they um, surveyed in 2023. Employees were asked to sign a love contract if they were involved in a workplace romance. And although the majority, 81% of HR professionals agree that a love contract can provide a forum for them to talk about the employees to have appropriate or inappropriate workplace behavior, 75% view them as ineffective because employees may be more likely to hide their romantic relationships. Yeah. You can do all the things, all the HR policies you want. Exactly. But if people don't want to tell you, and you know, depending on the circumstances, people you know, may not want it to be public. Right. uh, right. Initially. So yeah, it's interesting. And I, and I do, like I said it earlier, I think there are different, let me, let me, first of all, let me give you the definition of a workplace affair, because Mm -hmm. that was interesting. I think this is surprising to people because, and, and it might change some of the statistics. So according to brighthr.com, when two employees engage in romantic relationship of any kind, it's a workplace affair. Mm -hmm. So that could be an emotional relationship. Yeah. It, you know, that's flirtation, right? That's anything. So emotional um, connection. Yeah, exactly. And, and according to bright HR, 65% of office workers have admitted to being in at least one inner office wow. relationship, which again, if you use that definition of workplace, you know, workplace fair, it's yeah. much more broad. Yeah, exactly. So, um, there, you know, and again, according to that, that website, they talked about, listen, there are some pros and cons mm-hmm. to, to having your employees or people in your office, have these kinds of relationships. Right. Do Does their work performance, you know, yes. get um, affected? Or, yeah. you know, are they affected by relationships with others? Do they get jealous? Right. Of oh, other, my gosh. You know, co-workers. Yeah. So like it's funny because some of the pros were like, you know, better teamwork and passion and high performance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's while things are going well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but some of the cons were obviously gossip, mm-hmm. uh, complaints of favoritism. Yep. Uh, obviously then it goes, you know, then things start to go wrong, sexual harassment, time wasting, disruption, yeah. all the, you know, and that's you know, the, the HR, you know, all the HR websites and policy, you know, performance, things like that. They are talking about whether or not the relationship goes sour and then does it right. become a sexual harassment or does it become an incident, you know, where right. it's being reported. And but, which is why people would probably be hesitant to tell their employer, because if they are, chit-chatting with somebody Mm -hmm. and they don't want it to be seen as time wasting. They don't want the spotlight on them because then you're going to be looking at them. Are they spending too much time together? Are they doing something? So a lot of people will keep it separate, you know, or quiet because they don't, they want to put a spotlight and maybe add scrutiny to their, you know, to their work. So there's a, there's a lot of complex, um, surroundings on this topic, but as we keep circling back, it's not going to not happen. No, it's just human nature. Yeah. So, um, do you have, uh, have in your experience, have you experienced this people doing this many moons ago? There was, um, a, a couple in our office 
that um, were together, but nobody knew about it until later on the the man left to pursue another career. And then we find out that they got married. And it was just very, you know, some people knew about it because of the gossip. But then, you know, it was just interesting because he left and he, I think they were, it was around that time where it was like questionable, is this okay? You know, so he Mm -hmm. left to pursue other opportunities. But I think it was really to be able to marry her, you know, type of thing. Wasn't well, that sad that you have to leave your job or career to to get married? Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, especially if it's consensual and happy and all those things. So, but, you know, smart move yeah. on his part. Yeah. Smart to avoid any kind of conflict. So it's funny. My, um, I had an intern mm-hmm. one time and he, we hired him on after, I think he might've still been an intern, but we ended up hiring as our coordinator. And uh, one of our other coordinators, a female, she was like, he's so cute, the intern, I really like him. And they were young and single. So we totally helped set them up. Right. We were like, uh, you, you guys know, need to hang out. she likes you and he likes you. And uh, so they ended up uh, dating. They're very cute. I was at their wedding. Oh, they have kids. So and it's fabulous. Cute. I love you know? that. And yes. so it isn't always scandalous and salacious. Sometimes um, it can be really wonderful. And mm-hmm. that's just how... Again, you're spending the majority of your time and people meet. Um, I think that the real scary part of it is if it goes sour. And it doesn't even have to be someone in your office. It could be someone in your industry. Right. Because, you know, most industries, even in major cities, you know, can be a little small network. Yes. Yes. And you never want to burn bridges. Mm -hmm. We always tell people that in business. And you want to think about you know, having, building relationships over time that are going to impact you positively. And if you have a relationship with somebody in your industry and, you know, even if it, even if it ends well, mm-hmm. it can still be really awkward yeah. to see them in public or have them see you. So it's something that can definitely stick with you for the rest of your career and linger on. So, you know, I, I think be cautious, Yes, enter Enter those waters cautiously. I think that's like a very good example of how you should be anyway, whether yeah. or not it's talking about, you know, especially in smaller industries where you're, yeah. you're going to see these people. Well, it's easier said to be cautious than, you know, affairs of the heart. Yes. The heart wants what it wants, you <laughs> know, true. and sometimes when it comes to love, people throw caution to mm-hmm. the wind. Yeah. Um, when I, uh, I've worked with several ad agencies in the past. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it is like Mad Men. And sometimes the biggest juicy gossip comes out of those ad agencies. And there's definitely been affairs and then, you know, fist fights Mm -hmm. and people, you know, it's crazy. And when you're, especially when you're traveling and going to conferences and things like that, when you're, when you're out of your home area and traveling, um, that's a whole another element to people feeling like they're safe or they're, um, they're doing something, you know, that's uh, that's crazy or, you know, they feel more uh, uninhibited. Right, so, right. you know, drinking a couple drinks, it all leads to making smart decisions, not drinking too much when you're at a workplace event, yes. even if it's a conference, even if you're on the road, you know, thinking about your responsibilities and thinking long term about your professional reputation. Absolutely. That's what I was just going to say. It's your professional reputation that you got to keep in check all times, um, whether you're at a function or at traveling for work and, you know, your perception or people's perception of you can travel fast too. And, you know, this is one of those topics that um, the reputation and how much it stays with a female mm-hmm. employee is 
usually different than how much it stays with a male yes. employee. And again, going back to our original example, um, President Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, I mean, look at him. Mm-hmm. He remained president and a beloved, you know, public figure. And she has literally carried that reputation for the rest of her yeah. life and her career. Um, and they were both consensual. It took two people. Takes two. It and, takes um, two. And it really impacted her very much differently in, in her life than it did his. Absolutely. And I think it's just the public perception, you know, of women. Um, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see, again, looking at, you know, the most recent TJ Holmes and Amy Robach, mm-hmm. if, if they have the same fate. But right. It's, I don't know. Sounds you know, like they, they are starting their own talk show. That's They're going to be okay. Remember yeah. when Kathy Lee Gifford's mm-hmm. husband cheated on her and they stayed together? I mean, it can't happen. In fact, I just saw that um, Natalie Portman's husband Aww. has been, you know, uh, something. He, he's, uh, again, in the industry with her. Right. And they're going to work it out and stay together. So, But for some reason, it does seem like for male employees, their reputation doesn't stick with them professionally. Right as long as it does uh, for female employees. It's just a different so kind of scrutiny. So yeah. think about that, ladies, too, before you decide to go down that path. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, the three things that people say, whether, you know, first of all, check your handbook. Mm-hmm. See right? if there is a policy. Check your office handbook and see if there is a policy. Because if mm-hmm. there is a policy, you should definitely adhere to that policy. And Absolutely. if it requires you telling a supervisor or someone in management, you should do that um, if you care about your career right. at that organization. Right. If there is no policy, mm-hmm. right, uh, the three things that they say you should do if you're going to enter into a workplace romance is tell your management <laughs> <laughs> just to protect yourself. And I know that's you know easier said than done. Back to what you were talking about, a love contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, write out the behaviors that you think are acceptable so that you can't say later, right. Oh, I didn't like this or I didn't, you know, this person was, you know, touching me or coming on right. to me, whatever, have them write down the behaviors that are acceptable to mm-hmm. you. Um, and then as an employer, they say you should have the right. If once they tell you, um, to relocate an employee yes. yeah, after in a different department or after. And it's so interesting because back to the, you know, performance evaluation of it, it if it goes sour, then that's when you relocate or immediately, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think as an organization, it's something to think about. Something to think about. And listen, it's again, it's all easier said than done when, when you're talking about uh, affairs of the heart. um, And especially when you're spending long hours with people at work and uh, things can go really wonderful and you can have a wonderful love story at the Mm -hmm. end or things could go really South. And I guess that's with any relationship. So you just kind of have to weigh, Weigh your options. Weigh your options. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna uh, finish with this quote um, that I thought was good. It was from the New York Times, mm-hmm. and it's the it's the opinion section where you can write in about your work life balance and career opinion to work friend at New York Times, and it's Roxanne Gay. So someone wrote in about crushed by my work crush mm. and the thrill of the office crush, and. Uh, essentially her advice was work and romance don't mix, but many, many people have romantic entanglements with coworkers. If you're not dealing with a power imbalance that would make one of you vulnerable for exploitation, the only real harm in dating a coworker is if the relationship doesn't work out. 
Admittedly, though, it can make things pretty awkward. Wow. I thought that kind of was a good yeah. summary of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, make sure it's not something that's perceived as an imbalance of power. Mm -hmm. um, make sure it's totally consensual. Um, if make sure your policy handbook and that you're following procedures yes. and, and ideally letting somebody know in the organization so that no one's blindsided. Right. And then just, you know, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And prepare for the worst. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you have a topic you want us to cover on uh, the C-Sweet Tea, please make sure you DM us on C-Sweet Tea on Instagram and, uh, and follow us on social. We'd love to hear from you and make sure you keep tuning in. Tune in.